happy, happy, happy Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen. Right around the second happy, I was like, what day is it, Nick? Just keep saying happy <laughs> until you gotta, remember it. Gotta keep going with it. Boy, it's been a long week already. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Morning Show. Life. Thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, I'm Nick Scarpino, your host. Uh, with me today is Joey Noel. Joey. Hi. Say hi to everyone. Everyone hi. say hi to Joey. Cool. Now Good that we've got that out of the way. Um, Lots of fun things this week. This week, I've, I've crammed so many things into this week. Your mic's pointed downward. Mm-hmm. I need, first off, we need that to be pointed the other way. Yeah. So that's fun. Well, okay. Kevin, cut. Well, we can't cut to the one. Now we just, we're just going to watch you do no, this. Watch. There you go. Uh, lots of fun things coming up. Of course, I'm, I've been preparing mentally, physically, and spiritually for my show over at Cobb's uh, Thursday. Tomorrow. It's tomorrow. It's the final I'm saying countdown. Thursday, because if I say tomorrow, I <laughs> won't sleep tonight. Okay. Yeah, just Thursday. Thursday. Um, so that's thing number one that I'm very, very excited about, of course. I don't know if there's tickets still, but I'm just going to tell you to go to Cobb'sComedy.com, and if you guys want to come out uh, for that, the show's at 8 p.m. It's going to be super fun. A lot of people have been texting me that they're coming, yeah. which I think is really fun. So at the very least, uh, it was, I'll get to see everyone, and exactly. it'll be cool, and you guys will get drunk, and you won't remember it that well. Okay. Uh, um, we'll so remember that, your set. I'm, I'm just saying in general. We won't uh, remember any of it, Nick. Just get super, super duper hammered. Of course, uh, if you guys did not know, this show, we do this show every day, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. It is a live show. Uh, you guys can be in the chat right now, like so many of you are, just like Tardis Blue is. He says, hi, Joey. Say hi, hi back to Tardis. There you go. His name's Nick. His name's Nick. How do you know this thing? You have like a Lex, like a Rubicon. I do. Of all these, like it's like Nick. Um, so come watch that if you guys get a chance. Of course, there are some of you over in other countries or other parts of the world where this is maybe not your morning. Uh, this might be your evening. Well, that's what you guess. What we love YouTube. We got you covered. This goes to YouTube every day over at YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny, which is great because. So many of you have been subscribing. We are almost at 228,000 subscribers. If you don't subscribe to that channel, you should. We put up lots of cool things. Just like uh, yesterday, we put up our review of The Incredible Hulk, the 2008 classic starring Edward Norton, Liv Tyler, and uh, Tim Roth, who went straight to TV after that. (laughs) He was just like, I'm done with movies. This was it. I'm going straight to TV, and I'm going to tell you whether or not you're lying. Didn't he do that show where he was like, I'm a a human lie detector. uh, That's weird. Sorry. That's the okay. idea of being a human lie detector is kind of cool. Yeah, the show changed. Weird. Either way, so if you guys didn't know, we're doing this. This is one of my favorite new series that we're doing. Uh, I can't fucking tell you how much I love this. It's we called MCU yeah. In Review once a week, starting last week, uh, with Iron Man. This week with Hulk. Next week, I believe we're doing Iron Man 2. Uh, we are going to review every MCU movie leading up to Infinity War. Yeah. And it's going to be great. I know. I, I haven't watched the first two, mostly because... I forgot, and Dude, I'm not on the show, so I don't too busy watching, but I want to ju- Too busy watching Grease 2 over and over and over again? Um, yes, exactly. But yeah. I want to jump in for the rest of them, especially because I've seen Iron Man 1 a lot, Yeah, and I don't really care about the Hulk. Um, it was so much better you know, than that. Really? Like, yeah, that's think. the thing. It's, yeah. it's fun going back and watching the old ones, especially like now that we have some hindsight, now that we have some perspective yeah. on where everything's going. Exactly. What specifically, the uh, watching The Incredible Hulk was fun. Because it went, they did that, and I think there was a distinct, like, they looked at it and they were like, that's definitely not what we want to do. Yeah. Let's go in a totally different direction with the Hulk. Let's make the Hulk, like, uh, more of a side character, more of, like, uh, you know, if he's going to be in a movie, it's going to be like a Thor Ragnarok where it's not just the Hulk. Because I think that they, on some level, maybe maybe it's not that they, they realize this, but they... It's hard to make a standalone Hulk movie. Yeah. They did, if you remember, two almost back-to-back, and Eric both Banner. of them didn't do that well. Yeah. 
And I think it's just because the Hulk is an unfortunately faded character to begin with. Like he's his, Not his destiny. Were they done back to back? Were they done five years apart? Oh, they were five years apart. I'm okay. saying in the grand scheme of got all it, of humanity, got it, got it. All the, the, the hundreds of thousands of years. Do we really humans, need two back -to -back. Hulk movies within five years? Well, it's, I mean, you know, we got the a lot. First of, Hulk that, you have to remember. You have to put it in context. That's when we were just like, let's spitball. What do we yeah. do? What do we do with Shotgun. Batman? Put some nipples on the costume. Let's do Batman. No, that's horrible. Let's go with a really hardcore Batman. The, so. When he pulls out the bat card. Never leave home. Oh, Don't man. leave the cave with that. Is that what he said? Something like that. Jesus, yeah. George Clooney. You have to wear that one. You got to own that one, George Clooney. I kind of like the campiness of it, but that's another conversation. Uh, some people do. Uh, some people liked the direct difference between that and Batman Returns, but uh, those people yeah. would be wrong. Um, <laughs> so that's happening. Go over to YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny if you guys are at all interested in that. If you're if you want to get on the hype train with us, uh, it's left the station, and you guys can jump on it anytime you want. Just like Harry Potter. Uh, other than that, what else am I, what else am I pimping out today? Uh, oh, tomorrow. Okay, so I said today, yesterday, but I screwed up. I've been all messed up with my timing here. Tomorrow, yes. Thursday morning show, Yousef yes. is coming on. We are doing, we are talking Jackman off. Now, here's what I did this morning. What did you do this morning? I went to Walk a trainer who okay. I've seen before, mm -hmm. who, has, who, who measured me about a year ago. Mm -hmm. Actually, a little more than a year ago. It was, in 26, it was, it was November 2016. Okay. Got the measurements from there. Uh, now, granted, I've only been working with Yousef for the last six months, but I wanted some level of comparison. Yeah. Got my measurements, got my uh, body fat percentage, got my weight, got all this stuff done. Uh, and so I'm going to be going over those results tomorrow. With and Yusef. then I want, with Yousef, I want to set some, 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 like, what should be the end result? What should be the goal for, for everyone? And then we can check in on that. Yeah. Mine, I think, I'm leaning right now toward body fat percentage for me because yeah. I weigh 10 pounds more than I used to. Uh, but but. I, my waist is smaller, my arms are bigger, mm. and my thighs are bigger. Uh, ass, still the same though, my ass, <laughs> right there. So, so I put on some muscle, so we can mm -hmm. extrapolate from that that I've put on some muscle and lost some fat, which is good, because 20% body fat is actually, it's not great, but it's not terrible. It's getting there. It's getting there. So I think, I'll, I'll tell you guys what my goal is tomorrow. Um, be thinking, if you guys want to check in with that, if you want to be a part of this, of course you can come in whenever you want, or you can just watch and be inspired by it, or you can make fun of me, it doesn't matter. Um, but be thinking around those numbers of like, what what might be your metric for success? And we'll talk about that tomorrow, it'll be fun. Along with, you know, what I'm thinking to do, because uh, I want to get a little bit more stringent and hardcore about my diet and tracking my micro macronutrients, things like that. All that goodness. So all that goodness. Um, we can see that, um, and I actually legitimately want to like start doing before and after pictures, Ooh. which I hate because I hate yeah, taking my shirt you, off. I, yeah, I do not you want to post my shirt those. Off. I don't want to post those. I don't want those anywhere on the internet right now. There's only one picture of me with my shirt off, and my wife has it. No, she doesn't even have it. She won't even take it. <laughs> I wouldn't even give it to her. Um, so that's going to be happening tomorrow. That's super fun, um, and that is it. For all of that, subscribe, yada, yada. Oh, the store. Of course, today's episode is brought to you by kindoffunny.com slash store. The hoodie is selling very, very well. Thank you guys all out there. It's, it's a fun hoodie. It's a great piece of merch. I love it. Uh, if you guys want it, go over there and get it. It's pre-order only right now. Um, I don't. Can people still pre-order it? You can still pre-order it. We... I talked with our merch people today, and it looks like we're going to be put, have to put in another order because you guys like it so much. Um, so some of the sizes right now are sold out, but those should be back in stock. We're trying to get those back in stock ASA Pizzle. Mm -hmm. They needed approval from us as to whether or not we wanted to print more uh, to do more of our thanks, Cooper. But if you go to kindoffunny.com/store and you click the like notify me when it's back in stock, it'll let you know when those sizes are back. Cool. So that way you don't have to worry about it. And I like this. And I like it. and it's it's weird to be doing the pre-order stuff like this, but for me it's cool because that means we can change out the merch a little bit more and bring you guys exactly. more new stuff. So that that's exciting for me. Because yeah. I 
get complacent very quickly. And I'm like, I don't, I don't like new this. Things, I don't like this. Let's things. get new things, new yeah. things, new things. Joe. Yes. You ready to go into some stories? I'm very excited. Let's bring up the first story you threw this on. I did. Uh, here. And this is a hot button topic right now. Uh, this is from uh, VanityFair.com. It says, Mark Wahlberg made $1.5 million for all the money resh- all the money in the world reshoots. Uh, Michelle Williams made less than $1,000. So oh, this shit. is, yeah, that's a, that's a little bit of a discrepancy right there, especially given that um, Mark Wahlberg, while one of the leads, uh, I would say Michelle Williams, clearly the lead of that movie. Um, I haven't seen it yet. So I, feel I like have I'm seen missing it. By the way, I should preface, I really like this movie. Um, obviously, this is extenuating circumstances because if you remember, this is Ridley Scott coming in about, I think it was six weeks before the movie yeah. was set and said, I can do this. We're doing this. Mm-hmm. We are not going to... Uh, release this movie with Kevin Spacey in it because it will tank the movie mm-hmm. um, because of all the Kevin Spacey controversies. Yeah. So he went to his producers and the financiers and said, "I need more. I need a little bit more money, but I can do this." Mm-hmm. And they Which were basically a like, "Crazy well, turnaround." But then, what choice do they have? It, no, it's either totally. that or it goes the route of Louis C.K.'s last movie, where <laughs> but Louis C.K.'s last movie didn't cost nearly as much as exactly. this damn thing did. So they organize the reshoots. They're able to get everyone back. Everyone, of course, all the actors are like, yeah, of course we're going to come back because it's the right thing to do A and B. If not, the movie doesn't come out. And that's not good for anyone involved, especially all the hundreds of people that worked on it at the back end. So they come back. But seeing this is very interesting, especially coming off of all the Cat Sadler stuff that we saw at the Golden Globes, right? Yeah, E! News, if you guys aren't familiar with this story, Cat Sadler uh, left E! News because she she found out that Jason Kennedy, her co-host, is making a significant amount more money than she is. Yeah. Um, and so I think it, it's it's fascinating to me because when you talk about the pay, way, uh, the pay gap, mm-hmm. right, uh, there's a lot of factors that play into it, especially in the corporate world. That I'm not as familiar with as as here. In the Hollywood entertainment, yeah. You, perceived value is a weird thing, right? Mm-hmm. And it's definitely hard to quantify. If you were to ask me, hey, who's more valuable to the art the, the world of make, making movies? Michelle Williams <laughs> yeah. or Mark Wahlberg? If you were to put two yeah. numbers out there, one thousand dollars. And $1.5 million, <laughs> and then two names underneath them. If and you <laughs> said, Nick, draw a line to the one that you think is more representative of that person's like ability Hollywood to act. Which one would you pick, Nick? I don't know. Really? But it'll probably be Michelle Williams won't for five million. I think I, again, I talk a lot of shit about Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. I love Mark Wahlberg, and I specifically liked him a lot in this movie. I thought he did a great job. Hmm. But I don't. Like, I think this is a perfect example of he's got a better agent than she does. And Don't have him have, over the coals. Do they not have the same agent? I didn't read the story. We can go into this in a second. But I will tell you this. <laughs> I just, re- I literally just well, remembered that. Well, Joey put the story on. I didn't put the story because I was late yeah, today because yeah, I, I, I was pumping yeah. iron. But I will say this. Um, to be fair, Mark Wahlberg, I think, had more scenes with Christopher Plummer yeah, than she that did. That makes more sense. So of like, that makes a little bit more sense. I don't know how many times she had how much she had to come back in for this, yeah. but I'm guessing since it's been printed on Vanity Fair, uh, it's not a good thing. Let's go. Let's go through and read the story. When Ridley Scott first revealed, this is written by who wrote this? Johanna Desta said when Ridley Scott first revealed that he was reshooting all the money in the world in order to replace the disgraced actor Kevin Spacey, it seemed like an act of artistic rigor righteousness. Scott declared. 
that he was waiving any additional directing fees, as, his, as was his cast, in order to restore integrity to the film, nearly derailed by allegations of sexual misconduct by Kevin Spacey. As the world recently learned, though, his harmonious act of cinematic charity actually was too good to be true. USA Today reports that Michelle Williams, the lead actress of the film, was paid less than $1,000 to do additional scenes, while her co-star, Mark Wahlberg, was paid a hefty $1.5 million. Now, if you guys remember, of course, I'm going to take a break right here. And I want everyone to pause this, and I want everyone to go back to when it was discovered that Mark Wahlberg was the highest paid actor of 2016. He got paid $65 million. I think it was somewhere it was a dark day. $65 million to act. Let's pick the story back up. When you do some sad division, you'll find that Michelle that Williams reportedly made less than 1% of Wahlberg's purported fee. She was paid $80 per diem in her portion of the shoot, which lasted about a week, according to USA Today. The paper writes that Williams did not know Wahlberg's team negotiated a much higher fee for the reshoots, even though both performers are represented by the same agency, same William agency. Morris Endeavor. Now, to be fair, yeah. now, to be fair uh, agents don't always talk to each other. Exactly. And it's not in their... Uh, it's, so I, I, backing up, I read the, the formation of CAA, the oh. book called Powerhouse, which is the formation of CAA. And one of the That's principles that they founded that company on, that agency on, mm -hmm. was transparency between the agents. Because prior to that, at William Morris, where they all left, uh, agents, every agent acted on their own on an island. So if you had a client and I, and, uh, like, and I needed that client for something, it was not... It was, it was considered taboo for me to walk into your office and be like, hey, you represent Ridley Scott, I represent Walton Wahlberg, let's put these two people in a room together. I'm sure that has since changed. Yeah. But your agent, let's, let's be honest, his livelihood is directly tied to the percentage of your wages. Yeah. So it behooves that person to push for $1.5 million because if I'm not mistaken, the standard agency fee is between 10 to 15%. Mm -hmm. So if you push for that, if Ridley Scott comes to you and says, we really need Mark Wahlberg, and you see an opportunity to make your clients some money, you're also putting some money yeah. in your pocket. A little bit self -serving. For maybe, I don't know, I can't imagine how much work it took to renegotiate that contract or negotiate that portion of it. Yeah. But you made $150,000 to do it. So Not bad. On top of whatever... I can't say I blame the agent for that. Now, Michelle Williams' agent and Michelle Williams seems like they did, the, they did the right thing here. Yeah. Not financially, but the right thing, which was to say, let's keep the integrity of the film intact and I will come back to it. I'll keep reading the story. Uh... Paper rights of Williams did not know. Yeah, In a previous interview with USA Today, Williams said that she was quick to sign on for all the money in the world reshoots. Quote, they could have my salary, they could have my holiday, whatever they wanted, she said, because I appreciate so much uh, that they were making this massive effort. Uh, Williams and her co-star Christopher Plummer, who replaced Spacey, were ultimately nominated for Golden Globes for their performance. Uh, per the Washington Post, Wahlberg and his team have developed a reputation for driving a tough bargain uh, in the industry, which is likely what led him to such a high payday. And I'm guessing being one of the highest paid, if not the highest paid actor in Hollywood. Probably helps. $65 million, yeah. Joe. To act. <laughs> to act. Whew. You could pay me a tenth of that, and I'll do whatever the fuck you want me to do on camera. <laughs> as you've seen over the last year. Uh, the Forbes list, uh, I'll, I'll read this last paragraph just so I get my, my oh, it's 68, I'm sorry, it's $68 million to act. Uh, Wahlberg, <laughs> uh, it seems, was dedicated to maintaining his reputation as the highest paid actor in the world. Forbes declared that status last August, reporting that the Transformer star made $68 million last year, uh, besting former title holders like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. The Forbes list of the highest paid actors and actresses in Hollywood have painted a stark picture of the gender wage gap in the industry, while Wahlberg scooped a reported $68 million uh, last year's highest paid actress, Emma Stone, made $26 million. Uh, uh, if that's what the richest stars are making, imagine how much the gap might widen for actors lower down the ladder. Well, 
I'll tell you one thing right now. A lot of actors lower down the, uh, lower down the ladder make shit. Yeah. They make dog shit to act. Um, I don't know. How does it sit with you? Um, I, well, obviously, like, I'm this not a fan of it. No, of course not. Um, but I guess they haven't publicly released how much every other actor that got, got brought in for reshoots. I don't think that's, see, to me, th- this story is making it a wage gap story. Yeah. And while I understand that you can do that, I don't think that's the story. I, I think, think I think this is a Wahlberg great story. versus everyone else. Yes. That's what I, I don't think, think it because so I, I would. That's what I'm interested in. I'd love to, to see how much Christopher Plummer got paid anything. for this. I'd exactly. love to see how much they brought in all the amazing Italian actors that they had to. Actually, yeah. I don't think they had to do. They, they didn't share any scenes with them. I'm trying to figure out who else had scenes with Christopher Plummer. Because for the most part, it really was just Michelle Williams, uh, a couple of the other smaller actors who I don't really know of, including the person that the, kid, the guy that played the kid. Um, but I think Mark Wahlberg had the, the, the majority, majority of the scenes with him. Because that um, makes sense to me. If you have the majority of scenes and you're coming in to do a reshoot, you should get paid I could be, more. I could be wrong on that, by the way. But, but at the same I don't time, think... this, because I think the the gap between these two numbers is so big, it just looks really bad. I think it looks bad, but I also think that it's... I think this is an opportunity for Vanity Fair to blow this out of proportions. I think really what it boils down to is that people shouldn't be asking, hey, why was he paid more than that? They should be asking, why did you ask for that much? To yeah. be, to, 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 like, that's... But, I mean, I think... How that, much did he... Did they... Did we... I don't remember. How much did he get paid to begin originally, with? Originally, yeah. Oh, I'm sure he got paid in the tens of millions to be in the movie. I mean, the thing is, people forget, Mark Wahlberg's a fucking huge star. I know. People so go weird. see movies because of Mark Wahlberg. I, I think that, like... I guess. That's what people think He's a huge star. There's so much speculation that can come out of this, because it can be like, sure. was he busy? Because if he's busy doing shit, yeah, it's going to cost more. Like, his time's going to cost more. If he was in the middle of making another movie and then had to, like, go away for a week. To be honest, I don't think so, though, because most of the movies, they just walk him into a square room full of green screen, and they go, Mark, look over there and say this line. He goes, hey, is that a Transformer? Hey, is that a Transformer? (laughs) Am I I, doing Pirates of the Caribbean? Are we out? Where am I? Somebody bring me some protein. And that's it. I think he's a good actor, and I think that you think he's a good actor. And you're I do. I, this part of, all the only reason I give Mark Wahlberg shit is because, A, I'm jealous. Of course. He's great looking. He's yeah. super talented. Uh, he's pretty, he produced fucking Entourage, for Christ's sake, which is one of my all-time favorite uh, candy shows to, like, yeah, to consume. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he's very motivated. He's, he's a guy that I look up to a lot. He, does, I do he puts give in him the work. Sh- he does put in the fucking work. Yeah. And I'm not going to begrudge anyone on this planet for fucking making that strilla, okay? Yeah. For getting fucking paid, okay? You put the work in, you get paid what you can get paid, and I yeah. appreciate that. Um, but what it boils down to is this. is like, in my opinion, you look, if the rest of your cast goes, hey, we're doing this for basically scale, per diem and a little bit of extra scrap because we want to save this project that we believe in, yeah. you come in and go, this is an opportunity to kind of rake people over the coals here. Yeah. Um, I just think that's in poor taste, and that's not a, te- that's not a team sport. And ultimately... I think that when you're that kind of a of a personality in a group, I mm-hmm. feel like that's only going to drag projects down. And it's a bummer because the the hype behind this movie because of the Ridley Scott reshooting this in six weeks, which is rid- crazy, and like from a production standpoint, I can't imagine like what that looks like to have to like read. I mean, it was oh, like, everything. You know, it was, yeah, it was really hard. Well, they missed they missed well they missed the deadline by three days. But Ridley Scott went on record and saying he was like, "We actually could have made." I don't know if he could have made it, but it was fortuitous, and I think they chose to push it three yeah. days to get a little farther away from Star Wars. So, like, I think it's sad that now all of this is like overshadowing this that narrative. Like, that sucks too. It's like kind of a one-two punch of like, 
oh, not only is is this story shitty, but then that's I think what people are now going to associate. Look, ultimately, I think go. I still I stand by this film. I stand by. I actually like Mark Wahlberg a lot in this film. I think he did a great job. I think he was actually good casting for it. because they needed a character, they needed a character who was basically like cold the entire time, with <laughs> with with like not too much of a range. So they nailed that one. Yeah. Uh, Easy mode. Mitch says BTW. Nick stole the Mark Wahlberg impression word for word from SNL. I did. Oh. I did. Say hi to your mother for me. That was the Andy Samberg <laughs> impression. Hey, say hi to your mother for me. Again, that's why I don't get paid sixty-eight million dollars to act, because apparently I'm unoriginal. Sixty-eight million dollars. We'll leave it at that. So close to being nice. We are, we are indeed. Uh, next news story. This is kind of an interesting one that I don't know anyone gives a fuck about. This comes from yeah. uh, Egan.com. Uh, this is a story written by Brian Barnett. It says the Green Lantern Corps film is, quote, still in the works, despite a recent shakeup with the DC film universe. Uh, according to David Goyer, and if you're familiar uh, they Jeff Johns is still the overarching yeah. overlord of all DC properties, but they've hired a new president, uh, Walter Hamada, I think is his name, to uh, to actually head up the film division. Ah. So we're trying to figure out what we're we're, we're, we're sparring a little, we're shadow boxing a little bit to see what this is going to mean for DC's world over here. Goyer confirmed the film is still coming when uh, he spoke to Egan during the 2018 Winter Television Critics Association <laughs> press tour. I'm going to keep it going until <laughs> that's how people go. That's actually how you pronounce it. Yeah. If we do it long enough, enough, then it's just like, that's how it is. And then people go Egan, and people go, no, it's IGN, and they'll never know. Just like GIF and JIF, which one is it? Who gives a fuck? Is it chomping at the bit? Is it champing at the bit? It's definitely champing at the bit. But now it's like it's also, uh, accepted to say champing. It's at the champing bit. at the bit, and here's I why. Know. Because Gary Witta, who, by the way, is going to be joining Tim later for Kind of Funny Games Daily, Ooh. told me that on GOG, and he's British, and British people know how to speak. This is true. But now so many people say chomping at the bit that now it's like kind of accepted. Chomping at the bit makes way more sense. I agree. Like you've got something in your mouth that's holding you back and you're trying to eat through it to move forward. It's the horse That makes sense. Yeah, the bit. The bit's what you put, or the bridle is what you put in in a horse's mouth. Champing, I don't know what that means. (laughs) I don't either. But as a person who purposely mispronounces almost everything, yeah, I don't know. of the champ. It's similar to when um, when I talk about the hit restaurant Chevy's, and Kevin Chevy's. just hates Chevy's. it. You know he it's Chevy's. hates it. Back to the story. When asked when fans uh, can expect updates on the film, Goyer said, quote, I don't know. Who knows? Especially with what's currently going on with the DC Universe. There's obviously a whole recalibration happening with that right now. Uh, Goyer was referring to the uh, reported reorganization of future DC films following the underwhelming performance of, of the Justice League film. To find out more about that current state of uh, DC universe, be sure to read about DC films reorganization. On, uh, you're not going to read that. So yeah, they're trying to figure out what to do with the films. And guess what? They're going to make more Wonder Woman, less Justice League, Cyborg's out. Uh, who cares Aquaman. about everything else? Aqu- Aquaman actually might because people, because you. Just because of me. Because you love that Momoa. Me and Jen. Do you, people care about the Green Lantern movie? I don't think so. I mean, I'm sure there are fans of Green Lantern that are like, yeah, I, I mean, when I say, by the way, when I say do people care, I mean, do you in the chat give a fuck? I know that, that we can go out there into the world and find Somebody, one person who's like, I'm sure. oh, Green Lantern's my favorite. Hell Jordan, I got a fucking Hell Jordan tattoo yeah. on my asshole. Um, on your asshole? <laughs> yeah, man, those people that are <laughs> hardcore about it. <laughs> They're really hardcore about it. Um, <laughs> But I just don't know if he's a character. He's on that fringe, right? He's on that yeah. line of like I. He is kind of ma- a mainstay in the Justice League. But do we need a solo film from him? I don't. Well, we got a solo film. We sure did. Him. We sure did. 
Knocked it out of the park with Ryan Reynolds. CG Ryan Reynolds. Man, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds is just... Hit all the different, multiple Deadpools, you gotta... Ryan Reynolds is one of those actors who I love. I, I fucking love him. I love him in anything he does. But for whatever reason, call it fate, call it karma, uh, he just has, he's hit or miss. Yeah. He's like a he's like a he's like Tarzan swinging from the trees, and every once in a while that branch just snaps and he goes down five more rungs, Ooh. and then has to climb a climb back up. Yeah. So we'll see. I, if Deadpool two if Deadpool pool two underperforms, that's going to be not very good for him. Do you think it will? No, I think well, I think everyone will come out in droves, but I honestly think it's one of those movies that's going to be review heavy. If it reviews poorly out of the gate. I don't think a lot of people are going to be clamoring to really get yeah. there and see it. I'm not super worried about, yeah. With Ryan Reynolds, I'm ne- it's never like a matter of like, is her, his performance going to be good or bad? It's like, what's the writing? What's well, the what's like? the overall production, yeah, right? Because exactly. of course they changed directors. And that's never a good sign. Whenever you have the team that's like, hey, yeah. we did a $50 million movie that grossed like 700, well, I don't know, fuck, 600, 700 million dollars. out for the sequel. And we're going to kick out the director. Uh, this is not a good idea. Although I kind of stand behind why they did it, because Ryan Reynolds still wanted to keep it small in order to mitigate some of the risk of it. Yeah. And that's very, very smart, especially for a project like a rated R Deadpool. So that makes Risky. sense. It does make sense. Uh, but I honestly, I don't know. Tim Miller is very, uh, well, we'll see what he does with Kitty Pride, <laughs> I guess. Oh, gosh. If, he, if he's going to so that many... movie. God, I really hope that doesn't happen. That universe needs to end. It's I not going to happen. It needs it's... to end. Spoilers from yesterday's morning show. It's it's probably not going to happen. Millie Bobby Brown just signed up for her own Sherlock Holmes franchise. Kevin, bring this story up. This is you put this on there from the old io9.gizmodo.com. Millie Bobby Brown, of course. What's that? I believe it's called Oi Nine. Okay, cool. I was doing the same thing. Oh, I see. Oi, governor. Actually, you know what? It's not even Oi. That's the other way around. It's close. Kevin, the beauty of mispronouncing things is that you just can be free with it. You know, the thing is, the English language, ladies and gentlemen, let me just break it down for you a second. The most complex of all languages ever made. Do I know that for sure? No. But again, you don't have to know things for sure because it's the internet. You can just make shit up. And if you say it commanding like this, (coughs) and I do the Obama, like, presidential, I'm not pointing at you. This is totally unintimidating, so don't feel intimidated by this, but I'm still making a very good point. You say it like that, people just believe you, right? And then... No one ever bothers to fact check you, like in the comment section every day when people are like, Nick, you are stupid and wrong. Actually, no one ever says that. But people do. Do you you miss that voice? I do. I kind of like it. Dear Joey, Mm -hmm. please tell Nick he's dumb. Thank you. See what he did? See what he did? Dear Joey, Kevin is wrong. It is pronounced the Chevys. Not Chevys. I'm talking shit, by the way, but I love when people are in the comments. Please keep coming back to the comments on YouTube if you're watching this there and let me know. If we got anything wrong or if you disagree, I love that stuff. I like, yeah. to, I like to hop in there. I like to talk to you guys about it. And if I talk shit to you, it's because I love you. I just want you guys to know that. Every once in a while, someone will say something a little surly, and I'll type some crazy shit in there. Oh, boy. It, was it going to be you it. today? Is it going to be you today, True Blue? Is that what his name was? Tardis Blue. Tardis Blue, is it going to be you? Is it going to be you, Tall Gamer 47 who said, Nick, you're stupid and wrong, smiley face. Ha ha ha. Not the last it works, it's for me to poop on. <laughs> I do do a stunning Triumph the Infold Dog, but I am trying to do the guy you're from Homestar Runner. Oh, Strong Bad? Strong Bad. I am Strong Bad. Dear Homestar Runner. We'll work. I feel like it's an evolution. We'll work on this. I only have three impressions. I don't know if you've noticed this or not. I have 
ultimately the most the lamest Christopher Walken impression ever. Okay. Which I, I don't will, know that it's the lamest. We'll I feel like back. I've heard way worse Walken impressions. Well, I yeah, feel like the worst Walken impressions are the people who are impersonating me doing Walken. Mm. Right? You make a good point. Like when anyone in the community goes, it's fine. Right? It's fine. That's... They're just doing me doing that. Now, yeah. lately then I've been working in my car. it just gets more diluted. Lately I've been working in my car and going older, lower walk. I was like, it's fine. Mm. Ooh, that was really good. That was good. I like that one way better. Doing? No, I like young. Joe. You know? So I'm working on that right now. I like that one. But I one. will tell you, Keep it's me. hard to work on that when you have mastered, <laughs> mastered the Mark Wahlberg impression. Hey, is that a camera? Which camera do I look in? Hey, that's the color white. I like white. <laughs> Man, he nailed it. It's so, so good. what you're saying is, next time they need someone to do reshoots for a walk-in movie, or not for, or for a Wahlberg movie, they should just call you. Oh, I'll mail it, man. They can even get. There's a part of my shoulder that looks kind of like his too. So if they need to shoot the over-the-shoulder <laughs> moments, I'm like, hey, let's go. Are you rich? Are you a billionaire? How much money is it gonna take? How much? How much is too much? It's a good part in the movie. I don't want to spoil man. it, but he goes. If I close my more. eyes, I would think that Mark Wahlberg was in here. Um. Yeah. Uh, let's see. JP Collins says Nick's strong bad impression is like is like if Triumph did a strong uh, a strong what did a strong and impression. I think he just probably said strong bad, bad impression. I understand what you're saying there. I gotta go back and watch that. I used to love Homestar Runner. I have, haven't thought about Homestar Runner except for when we've talked about it on the show in years. Yeah, I uh, I think about it all the time because Cool Greg's really into uh, what's that other site that shows all the fights? World Star. Yeah. And he goes, dude, you gotta start watching World Star. And I, I hear the word star, star. and I think Homestar, like World Star, Homestar. Home Runner. I feel you. So we got to go back to that. We'll, we'll go into we a while revive later. that. Uh, Travis Warren is asking me to do Luke. You know, Joe, I'm not going <laughs> to... Mm, is what he did there. You see that? That's what people get paid money to fucking do. Mark Wahlberg got paid $68 million to do this. Do that for... I'll do it for $68. $68. You want me in your fucking movie? Pay me $68. I'll come do this. It's a pretty good deal, people. It's not bad. I don't know. That, I don't know that you can really turn that down. Tell you what, I sell tickets too. You want me in your movie? I I can guarantee that at least three people are going to buy that movie on iTunes. At least it's going to be Tim. It's going to be well, Kevin will pirate it. Yeah, that's one. And so. my mom will probably buy it. My mom. Mm-hmm. My brother will probably buy it too. That's true. Uh, all right, let's go into the next story, Kev. When you're ready. Yep. Sorry. You're okay. This is one you put on here. Oh, no, god damn, that page doesn't work again. Is it this one? It's that one. It just doesn't have the P at the end. I don't know why. Is it where? Okay, ready? Do we? Yeah, bring it up. Bam. Hey, there it is. This is over at the Egan again. This is Jordan Serrani. He says Hulu and Blumhouse. Is it Blumhouse or Blumhouse? I think it's Blumhouse, right? I have no right? idea. I'm going to say Blumhouse. Please, if I'm wrong in the chat, correct me. The studio behind Get Out, Split, and The Purge. I did not see The Purge, but I can tell you right now, I stand by Split and Get Out. As Honestly, fucking good movies. The Purge series is one of my favorite of the newer horror, Great which concept. I didn't really, I didn't think I was gonna like it, mm-hmm. um, and now I like make it, make make a point of going to see all it's of them. It's a when fucking they come great out. concept. There's the like Purge. it's crazy. Five of them now, they made seventeen. So three. They made seventeen purges. There's yeah. only three. Of There's them. only three. There's only three, and the sure? second and third ones I think are infinitely better than the first one because they go. The first one's set inside the house, and the other two explore the universe a little mm-hmm. bit more that yeah. it's happening in, which I think is way more interesting. Do they all happen family. on Purge Day every yeah. every year? Mm-hmm. Don't spoil it for me. I kind of want to go and watch these. These, the studio that brought you those three movies are partnering for a monthly horror anthology series with the first episode expected to be released in October. 
probably a good time for a horror an anthology to launch. Solid. That's great. The 12 episode Hulu original will air over the course of a year with a new episode premiering each month. While each installment in the currently untitled series will have a self-contained story, quote, some narrative devices or structural device is expected to connect them, according to Variety. Uh, oh, there's another quote here, I'll read it. Quote, at the heart of the deal is an extremely passionate audience and extremely act uh, active activatable audience in terms of horror, says Hulu chief uh, content uh, officer Joel Stillerman. Again, another fake name. We had Ted Farnsworth <laughs> yesterday and Joel. Hi, I'm Joel. Oh, Joel shit. Stillerman. Let me shake your hand, sir. I don't know anything about... No, he, I'm sure Joel Stillerman is awesome. Uh, it's, quote, it's not even the larger bucket of genre, quote, genre. Uh, I would say this falls squarely into the horror bucket. You are a fan of Black Mirror. I Yeah, I really liked Black Mirror this so season. So is more... Is a Get Out uh, and, and Purge style horror anthology, is that ringing the bell for you? Oh yeah, 100%. So Get Out is still, I, I went through yesterday after you guys started talking about movies um, and figured out my like top five for the year. Give and to I'm me. pretty sure that, and Get Out is my number one. Okay, Get Out number one. Uh, what else did I, I don't remember what the rest of them are. Doesn't matter for this one. Where did Downsizing fall on that list? Downsizing, not bottom, bottom Did you middle? watch Downsizing? Kevin and I went, it was so bad. It, Nick. Did we not talk about this? No, we didn't. You brought it up. You were making fun of it yesterday, but I thought you were just making fun of it because it Nick, was like a Nick, dumb movie. It was terrible. Like, and I like, like bad movies. At, That's at, no, the no, thing. no, but like as a movie, I like it bad was movies also. so poorly made. It was like, like the three different was, movies that they tried to shove together. Why? The pacing was so bad. In the first 10 minutes, you have like five time jumps that were unnecessary. Yeah. I you fell asleep like, during the first third, which was arguably the most entertaining part of the movie. They introduce what I think we could argue is one of the most like racially insensitive insensitive characters. characters. Did I just skip the Millie Bobby Brown story? Yeah. Completely. Yeah. I mean, you like read it and then the headline <laughs> and then moved on, and I was like, all right. Sorry, that's my bad. Jesus, I just spaced out there. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown just signed up to do her own Sherlock Holmes franchise. Let's read this. Actually, this is a cool story. Okay. Uh, I'm excited for the horror anthology too, but I won't watch it because I hate horror. Oh, it's going to be so good. I know, I know. So uh, then you're not going to watch The Purge then? No. Oh, no. I might, because that looks cool. It's yeah. a cool concept. It's not like straight. It's more psychological I, you know, I'm horror I'm lying to you. I'm lying to you. I'm not going to watch The Fucking Purge. I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch it. I don't I, like horror movies. Well, because I don't They're really scary, like torture horror. scary, and they make horror. me tense. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like torture horror, so I didn't think I was going to like The Purge. But right. I, because it had like a, such a good premise, it, I didn't think it was that bad. Got it. Okay. Well, you're kind of you're not selling it for me. You still said torture and horror. But it's so. not super torture-y. It's, it's more psychological. I don't know. I just really like the concept, I guess, so I'm willing to overlook things. Got it. Got it. Got it. You know and what? I like, the, I like the I, theory behind Saw, and I won't watch those, so I guess. Uh, no, I, I won't watch the Saw films either. Dude, the first one's really good. The first well, three. The only well, movie I've ever watched out really of. good. I'll read through this real quick. Let's go back to the Millie Bobby Brown story because I love Millie Bobby Brown. Okay. She's yeah. awesome. Stranger Things star Millie Bobby Brown is going to play the younger sister of Sherlock Holmes. She's just signed a deal to star in a series of movies based on the Enola Holmes mystery novels by Nancy Springer. I'm assuming that's the character's name. Enola? Enola? Yeah. That sounds good. It a character like wholly created by Springer, Enola Holmes is the teenager teenage sister of the iconic detective. She also has a knack for solving mysteries and the six novels in the series which begin which began in 2006 tell their story their own stories while also including famous characters from Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's iconic franchise Legendary Entertainment put together the project and Bobby and Brown will uh, not only star but also be a producer. Not bad for a 13-year-old. 
which is crazy. Yeah, she is. producing? Yeah, she's on the fucking rise. That's I'll tell you that right wild. now. Now, I, I yeah. will say this. I don't like when they do spinoff series where the character is essentially the other character. I love like Sherlock so much, but I feel like they got to come at me right with this one. They got to yeah. come correct. I, I don't know. I feel like... I like her, so I don't even really like Stranger Things, but I like her a lot, mm -hmm. just from like what I've seen. Like I know that she's great in Stranger Things, and Wait, I like what I've seen in interviews. Have you seen Stranger Things? Yeah, I watched the first five episodes of the first season. Okay, got it. So I like have some baseline for it, but I think that she, I don't know, the fact that she's a producer on it and she has like a little bit more of a hand, maybe. In well, what? she's thirteen. I don't know how much of a hand she's really going to understand. Like, around. Like, have... I, don't, I don't see her in the in the writers' room being like, no, no that yeah. story arc is shit. But like, she I, don't know could, what's gonna I think she now. has a little bit more pull to like make it a character. Well, that she's the she name. Likes. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, and I don't really have like a huge affinity for Sherlock Holmes in general. Have you watched Sherlock? Uh, the Benedict Cumberbatch one. Yeah. one. I don't really like him. What? I know. Jeez. And I can't tell you why. But like, I just like it's a secret. So, or? Wait, have you? No, wait, like no. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> no, like I joking. can't. I was just joking right there. I hate you. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. Uh, uh, you probably don't like him because he comes off as incredibly British and pretentious. But that is exactly why he's perfect for Sherlock. He's perfect yeah. in that role. You should give the first season a watch at least. It's very well done. Very weirdly done. Brit like very so fucking British. So British. And that's maybe another reason because I don't love. You hate super the Brits. Br yeah, all of them. You hate no, Tom I don't. Like, I don't like. Br uh, you know what pisses yeah. me off is Tom Hawkins. He's, he's. I'm like dead to him now. I say his name all the time. Never get any love from him. No. He's off. Do you check your Twitter? I mean, like, do you actually no, not get? No, I don't. Any? Okay, so I don't. You check could my be Twitter. getting a lot of love. But is that my fault or his fault? I, Nick, you're misunderstanding. I blame him 100. percent 100. percent Thank 100%. you. 100. percent Thank yeah. you. Again, uh, we are trying to create an internet where there is zero accountability. So don't call me out on my bullshit, people. When I say something that's totally contradictory to what I just said, I expect you to just go with the flow. <laughs> let's just let's facts, just let's just ride this. Change, Nate. Uh, we're gonna go into the last story, which I think is very fascinating. Before I do that, a reminder: if you guys want to tip us at the five dollar above level, we will read those tips. So if I've said anything that has uh, stirred your loins in the last twenty minutes, mm. please feel free to engage me on that front. Uh, next story. And this is an interesting one. This is from the rumor mill, the tech rumor mill. I found this story on InvestorPlace.com, <laughs> which I can't imagine is a real website, but I'm sure it is. I'm sure Kevin knows it because he invests in things because he's smart. Apple rumors began the silly season for Netflix Inc. stock. I don't know what that title means. The long and short of this is there's a rumor floating around. I think the tagline's way better. Netflix is up on rumors. Apple may buy it. Don't believe them, says these rumors. This is interesting. Now, it's being debunked. People are saying, I don't think this is going to happen. But as you know, Apple is, is making a play to enter the, the content creation and streaming yeah. world. Very, and if Apple does it, it's probably going to be, they're going to come correct. Yeah. We'll see what happens here. The rumor apparently put out by the Citigroup was that Netflix was being considered, or Apple was considering buying Netflix, which made both the stock like go up. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know enough about stock intricacies on this, but I did want to talk theoretically about what that might look theoretically look like for the landscape of streaming. We know that Disney's probably going to do something with Hulu. We might Disney might make Hulu their streaming platform or rename it like Disney Streaming or whatever. Yeah. Uh, which would probably be great for Hulu because let's be honest, Hulu is the third child in this in in this world. In the in the in, Netflix, this, in the Netflix Amazon, Amazon Hulu. Yeah, I put you Amazon think, middle. Really. Hundred percent. I think that I would put Hulu above Amazon. What? 
in well, the, maybe in the original content. Maybe they're yeah, twins. Yeah, I was like, I don't know that. Because to me, I can't name one original Hulu series. But Handmaid's Tale that just won all of the Golden Globes? It's a good point, but so did the... Which McCall one too? Marvelous Ms. Maisel. So I'm telling you, they're yeah. just they're just nerd twins. Those are the two. Um, oh, you know what? I'll, I'll revise that. I think Hulu probably does have a stronger game at this point in the original content creation game I than Amazon. Like Amazon's yeah. studios like movie production. That's the problem. Like they've done big sick. Amazon Studios, big sick. But come I don't, at me, Handmaid's Tale. Come <laughs> at me, dystopian future with fucking girl from Mad Men, whose name I can never remember. Yeah, I don't remember. Elizabeth Moss. There you go. Um, but that's a thing of like, how, I don't know how many people in life know that the big sick is an Amazon Studios movie. Not many, but I think but that what doesn't change that it is. But I don't like. I, is that a driving force for people to go to Amazon but, to look for original content? No. Amazon, I think, has been dropping the ball a lot lately with their original content, especially mm-hmm. given the way they do it. They've been taking more of a smarter strategy with their series like of like, hey, we're going to put, a, well, they put a pilot out, and then if people like it, they make they put the series into production, yeah. like they did with uh, with The Tick, which is great because it obviously saves on like, hey, this is something that people like, yeah. but it makes us wait a long time. And Kevin and I don't like yeah. waiting. Yeah. The only thing Kevin likes waiting for is sous vide meat. And, and I'm going to be honest, guys, I really don't cold like brew coffee. for it. That mediocre chain restaurants. What is she talking about? What, what Kevin likes to like wait at, at mediocre chain restaurants. First at one off, point, we almost waited an hour for Sizzler. Oh, Kevin. <laughs> hey, it, we were going to oh, go buy Kevin. a Christmas tree, and it's, we didn't, though. I can't she get said behind almost. that. <laughs> okay, if you're waiting an hour for Sizzler, just go across the street She's to Carl's lying. Jr. and get we a We walked burger. away. Me, they said an hour. We, went to, we, we, we tried stopped. to go to two, but we tried to go to a different Sizzler because yeah, Kevin were closed, wanted to in and out. Jay Kobe 10 brings up a very good point. Says, Nick, Hulu has the Orville on it, but so does basic TV. So that's not really a, a plus. If I can I turn on my TV on Fox and find and find the show, that's not what I'm talking but about. But that's the people. beauty of Hulu. Hulu is like it's fulfilling the TV gap for people that don't it's have nice. it. It's nice. It is interesting, and it's a cool... It's I don't engage with Hulu a lot, so I don't really understand how that works, but I do know that they put new shows on there, right? Yeah. Like the day that's after how the I, air or something Yeah, like that's that, right? how I watch it, because I don't have cable. It's cool. So it's cool. So I, I watched you know, you're right. last night. You've changed my mind. On that front, it does go Netflix, Hulu, and then by a wide margin. Amazon, but Amazon does have the benefit of it has like a way wider. It's a bigger, release. it's a much scalable, much more yeah. scalable platform. I like Amazon. Obviously, you go, you get whatever movie you want, you rent yeah. it on there, and it has um, new rentals, which Hulu it, it does. It also ties in with your HBO and Showtime and all that stuff, which yeah. I've learned unfortunately the hard way because I accidentally clicked on because I was trying to watch The Incredible Hulk on my HBO Go account, mm-hmm. and my PS4 just kept shitting the bed. Oh. But I know Amazon does a much better job at scaling, mm-hmm. like buffering or down to a scale. Uh, sorry, scaling the quality when your internet signal's not great. So mm-hmm. I went over. To there and but I had to click on the free trial, so I think they charged me fourteen dollars to watch a movie I could have rented on Amazon's platform <laughs> for four dollars. Awesome. Now is that their fault? No. No. Is it my fault? Maybe. Did my wife immediately text me the next day when she saw that and she was like, "What in the dick is this?" Yes. Yes. yes that Are you going to use the next month of the, your HBO trial to watch? No, because I already have, H- I have HBO Go. Oh. I don't need it. <laughs> I fucking royally screwed the pooch on that. This is what happens when you're like, when Greg uh, texts you or slacks you at 10 o'clock at night on Sunday and says, hey, reminder, watch Incredible Hulk, and yeah. you start to panic. And you're like, oh, that's right. I yeah. have to do that. Yeah, and your wife's like, I'm watching the Golden Globes. You can't watch the TV here. You have to pull the PS4 out and put it in your office and go and watch it on your stupid Dell monitor with awesome. headphones into your controller because you threw away your speakers. <laughs> Is it the really like uh, dumb, uh, just one ear one that came with your PS4? Or no, I have okay. nice Sony headphones, like monitor headphones that okay. I keep at home for editing. I was so kind of good. hoping it was like the shitty ones that came with it, uh, just go- to add. To no, the no, 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 no. I can't story. do those. That's I need to have. 
I need to have good audio. I need to have good audio going to my ears at all time, always. I so I didn't used to care about audio stuff, and then I started using the Audio Technicas that we have in the office. And now whenever I use anything else, I'm like, oh, like my earbuds. Like if I'm walking and stuff like that, I'm like, yeah. oh, those are. You know, I'm better. sorry. I think I misspoke. I think I said yeah. I had Sony monitors. We used to use those at IG, and I have I have the Audio Technicas. Yeah, and they're nice. Yeah, it's I like, hard. And it's hard super to go. Comfy. Yeah, they're comfortable. It's hard to go back to not having that bass and that and that that full range yeah. of or dynamic range for the audio or, as full as they could give you. I don't know. Again, I don't know that much about audio, but um, yeah. anyway, long story short is what what if Apple? I don't I don't think Apple's going to buy Netflix. But if they were to, so. holy bejesus, that, that would, would be an be, interesting landscape. Yeah, for them. that would be crazy. And I would hate it. I think that I would hate it would be because cute. they would try to tie all that shit in with iTunes, and I fucking hate, I hate getting content through Apple. It's, I hate it. Uh, so when I was home for Christmas, my parents used Apple TV for everything. That's not bad. Because uh, that's the just one, a delivery device. That's well, just like a the version small computer, that they basically. have, I hate, because the remote has like this weird touch thing, oh, that's old. and it doesn't really work. No. No, it's one of the newer ones. Or is it? Yeah. Because the other ones, Because I got my parents one, it was, like a, it was like a weird, it was like a, uh, it, the controller looks like an original iPod. Yeah, yeah. That's the older one. This one is just like a, it's just like a blank, like a touchpad that you move, and it doesn't really work, and it's really annoying, and it's, I hate that, like, the search function through there doesn't really work, and like, the categories they have set up. I would be so irritated if that's what the Netflix. I I would to. be worried, and here's and here's why because I think Netflix obviously has had the last ten years to try and perfect as much as possible this yeah. platform. Do they still do that thing where when I hover over something it immediately plays a dumb I trailer? Don't like and I don't like that. Fucking hate it. And if it doesn't have a trailer, it just plays random scenes. Random of the movie shit with and random fucking like, like we bought this soundtrack for five dollars on yeah, pond5.com. Exactly. Yeah, no, uh, I hate that stuff. It gives me anxiety, but ultimately. Can I don't. You stop I think the autoplay stuff or no? I don't know. I haven't looked into it. I don't I'm have too it fucking either. lazy to look. I'm, I doubt it. Someone in the chat, if you know, chat, tell us if you can stop that because that would really that would, that would go a long way in my book toward uh, making me not want to throw my PS4 controller exactly. through, through my plasma TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't like this. I like Netflix being standalone. I like what they're doing. I think that they're nimble. I think that they have a good strategy, and I think that they are pushing progress in the industry because yeah. they are the competitor to chase after right now. I worry that Apple is not the company that Apple was 10 years ago yeah. when Steve Jobs ran it. I worry that Apple would look and come in and buy it and they would muddle it, muddy it down a little bit like Amazon is, right? Yeah. Because Apple's such a big company and does so many other things that I don't think content creation is going to be their main focus. Yeah, I agree. And that's what I'm seeing with Amazon right now is that Amazon doesn't, Amazon made started making movies almost like it's a fucking hobby. Yeah. They were like, oh, let's just throw some money in. We've got billions of dollars. We bought Whole Foods. We bought we, uh, Twitch. We bought Twitch. We bought all these things like, uh, Throw Kamel Nanjani like like twenty million dollars. Let him go make a movie. Yeah. Uh, well, he'll he'll report back when he wins a Golden Globe, or maybe not. You're so good, though. Uh, so good. But I'm not seeing like I'm not seeing the same the direction and the clarity of thought and the vision from those other studios mm-hmm. uh, that that you're seeing from Netflix right now. Yeah. We'll see what Apple does though. I also don't think Apple wants to do that. I think Apple's more of the strategy of like we're just going to throw a lot of money and we're going to put all our competitors out of business. Yeah. But. Maybe they're looking at it, and it's like, it's a, I don't know, maybe it's a cheap way to get in on it. I don't know. Apparently, when you buy shit for $60 million, $20 million, billion, that's nothing to these companies. I like, when they bought that. LucasArts for, like, $6 billion, and they're like, hey, we made our money back in, in like, two years. You're like, like what? what? Is that how this works? <laughs> like, is that, can I buy them? Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I, if I had a choice, I would keep them separate. I don't, I like the way, I like what next Netflix is doing and pushing people like Amazon and Hulu and now Apple to step up their game. Yeah. And I think competition is Competition great. breeds excellence. Right? 
We'll see. And we are getting to the era of consolidation. We are. It's cl- it's quickly approaching. There are no. It's going to be harder and harder and harder for streaming companies like Apple to enter into the marketplace for this. So yeah. I think consolidation makes sense. We've already seen it with Disney and Hulu. We'll yeah. see what happens. My, my question becomes, at what point do we just call a spade a spade and be like, there's the big three, just like there were the big three networks back in the day, and we've just recreated that system again? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I think that with these, they have... Maybe they're not... I don't know. I guess I don't have like a, as good of a grasp on like TV history on innovation and pushing things forward. But I like... It seems like a little bit more nimble. Oh, it's way more nimble. To be able to do what you want to do. If you, tra- if you track the way... Um, TV was made from like the 60s on to like the early 2000s. I don't think you're going to see a ton of change change, there. You're not going to see a ton of evolution, largely because other than like reality TV. Well, reality TV, but it's that's true. I guess reality TV was a good a good point uh, or a good stepping stone for them toward a different kind of uh, TV. But you're still constrained by both the format and by the delivery mechanism of, yeah. of, of the broadcasters and how that whole ecosystem works. Namely, you still have to serve ads, so you still mm-hmm. have to have ad breaks, so you still have to... So it changes... You have to cater your stories yeah. to all to that, that whole system that's been set up. And that's what's so fascinating about where we're at right now is there's a brand new system that's happening in front of our eyes, and we better cherish it because very quickly, it's going to become the standard, and then once that's locked in, it's very hard to change that. Yeah. Very it's hard to change interesting that. interesting to see how Hulu tries to be somewhere in the middle of like, yes, we're serving like uh, network content, but then trying to then put ads and their ad breaks into content that's... And how do you love that? Do you like that? Well, I upgraded. I have the one with no ads because it was definitely crazy. It makes sense, right? Um, But it's, yeah, it's interesting to see them try and bridge the gap, but I don't know if that's necessarily in the right way. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, let us know what we got right, what we got wrong, what we're, what, what your opinion is if uh, if Apple should buy Netflix, if you'd be down for that. If You know, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, while you do that, I'm going to go to the tips. We have three tips today. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. Mr. Spasm, uh, Spaz M. Gasm says, here's my birthday tax on behalf of my big sister. Love you guys almost as much as I love her. That's a nice Aww, thing to say. Oh, that's very nice. Project Zion says, Nick, how... Does one become as handsome as yourself? Asking for a friend. Well, I'll tell you this. If you think I'm handsome first, you're right. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, second, if you want to talk about how to get more fit or feel better, we're going to do that tomorrow on the show with Yusef McGuid. He's coming. We're going to talk Jack Manoff. We're going to, again, I'm not claiming either of us know any, like, we're not the grand poobahs of nutrition or working yeah. out, but we're going to figure it out together. And that's part of the fun of it mm-hmm. is that we get to now share that with you guys. We'll see. We'll get some tips from you guys. Hopefully, what works, what doesn't work, what works best for your body, and we're gonna go from there. It's you don't know cool. Yusuf? He's awesome. Because I don't know that that many people know him. Well, they're going to. And he's great. He's one of my. It's my goal people. in life to get people to know him because he's a he's a he's a great great human being. Uh, Respawn Raider gave us our final tip and says, "Shout out to friends of the show, Hunter and Alexis Pence, who are yeah. finally opening up the coral the uh, coral sword coral sword. I think he spelled coral wrong." Sword on February 2. They do streams on Twitch, and it sounds awesome. If you're not familiar with this, Hunter loves coffee. Let's go back. Hunter loves Bring two things. Bring it back. Let's go back. Hunter loves three things. Baseball, which he's very good at. Uh, obscure PC games, which he's also really good at. Yeah. Smash, Smash Bros., Brothers. which is the third one. And I'll put, I'll put a fourth one in there, like I always do, coffee. Mm. So apparently he is going around and opening badass coffee shops and ma- and turning them into like stream lounges so people can do competitive Twitch streaming. Which there, is awesome. Which is freaking awesome. Now if you're Open familiar with, please. here's how all this works. I'm sure he's trying. Here's how all this works. <coughs> here's the tie-in with the family. Yeah. Guess who did that studio? 
Uh, tell me, Nick. Matt Scarpino. Because oh, Matt's studios look so good. So Hunter hired my brother to go down. Hunter and Alexis, I should say, hired my brother to go down there and his team to do the studio, put in all the cameras, put all the infrastructure in. Matt's going to be here in a week, so we'll probably talk Ooh. about that. He's coming next Wednesday, I believe, or the 17th, next Wednesday. So I want to pick his brain on that. He'll be on the morning show. Um... But it's awesome uh, because this is, I guess, a passion project for them. And it, yeah. it turned out amazingly. It looks really cool. I watched one of their streams the other day. Now, did I have a moment of panic when I realized that my brother was going to spend that much time <laughs> with Hunter Pence? A person who I look up to tremendously, who is a huge inspiration in my life, yeah. and whose opinion of me matters probably more than most people that I come in contact with. Yeah. Spending that with my brother, who has all of the intimate secrets about my oh, past. No. And is prone to sometimes just making up shit. <laughs> Like if you've spent, if you that spent five sound minutes, like mad at all. Kevin, have you ever heard my brother just bold face make up shit for a joke it's to get funny, a laugh? Man. It's funny, Dude, it's it so is funny, good. but it's not fun when it's at your expense. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad they got along. I'm interested to hear that whole story, and it's the studio true, looks man. fucking amazing. Did so, you also see where Alexis is this morning? No, uh, she posted a picture at Rooster Teeth. RT, I know. Cool. So. Family just getting even more intertwined. I love it. It's incestuous, and I love it. So good. Uh, that's it for tips, ladies and gentlemen. Joe, do you want to go into P.S. I love this best friend XOXO? Do you want to read this one? I do. Go for it. So today we have a P.S. I love this best friend XOXO submission from Mario Not Bros. He's shouting out Gerard the Mart, Gerardo Martinez, for being an amazing guy, offering up his hotel for me to crash the first day of KFL3 when I had no place to stay. Incredibly nice dude. Shout out to that. Best friends being best friends. We love That's what we like to see. Best friends sleeping with best friends. That's what we like to see. What was it? What did you say? (laughs) Helping best friends. Helping best friends. I mean, you know, it happens. That's Um, what we like to see. If you want to submit best friends that are doing cool things, which you totally should, uh, you can go to kindoffunny.com slash best friend, fill it out, let us know, and we'll read it on the show. Um, Yeah. Shout out to everybody. Fantastic. Uh, It's giveaway time now. These are my two favorite parts Mm -hmm. because these are the parts that you do. And then I just get to read. That's fun. (laughs) Uh, Giveaway. How do you get entered to win the giveaway? Well, there are four ways. One, you can be in the Twitch chat right now. If you you skipped the first part of the show, and this is your first time watching this on YouTube, uh, it's actually a live show. We do every morning here at 11 a.m. Pacific time, uh, West Coast, Best Coast, here at twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. You can be in the chat right now. You're automatically entered to win. That's great. Uh, Number two, you can be a... a, You can be a Twitch... I said twat. You can be a Twitch (laughs) subscriber. I haven't said the word twat. In a very long time. I gotta bring that back. I gotta yeah. bring that back. Yeah, yeah, bring it back. It's not on the list. It's not on the word list that you're not allowed to say. So as long as I can say twat, I'm saying it. Uh, you can be a Twitch subscriber. What does that get you? Well, it gets you private chat time with us. You get cool little emotes. When we play games, you get, we pick from you guys. You guys get to play games with us, and we've been playing a lot lately, which yeah. is great. Uh, Greg always likes to hop on and play Friday the 13th, and uh, you can see the true Greg when he does that because he gets to play as a psychopathic killer who uh, doesn't have feelings and just wants to win at all costs. It's so good. That one, one of the highly voted favorite party modes. It was a good party mode. It was a real good one. It was a good one. I want to go back to that. I want a second shot of that. Uh, of course, if you have Amazon Prime, you get one free Twitch Prime subscription. Please give that to someone. It doesn't have to go to us, but it's just your daily reminder that that's an awesome thing that Amazon is doing. Uh, and you can go and you can give someone five bucks for free on, the, on, on their dime. I gave it to Craves Snow mm-hmm. this month. One of the uh, illustrious best friends out there who's also uh, Twitch streaming. So, uh, you know, look around. If you want to give it to us, great. We love you. Thank you. It helps keep the lights on. If not, don't let it go to waste. Today's, oh, two other ways. Patreon, Patreon Games. Yes. You go over there, you subscribe to either of those, either of our Patreons at the $2 above level, uh, and you get entered into winning the game, but you also get to watch all of our shows, you get early access, and you get to watch them live. And let me tell you, yesterday's live show with Danny Mac Aww. had a great pre and post show. 
we had a blast talking about how to make movies, uh, complimenting each other, uh, and a couple people got kind of drunk and said some nasty things. So go look forward to that. Is that true? No, I may have made that up. But again, we're not accountable to anything because we're on the internet. It doesn't matter. We can say whatever we want, Kevin. But it was a really, really good live show. Yeah. I really, Danny Mac should come by more often. He's He's great. He's a beautiful human being. He is. He's great. And he's like, like ridiculously nice too. And it's just like, He's very nice. He's Canadian. And that's true. He made a really good movie. He did. I watched it yesterday. It's fun, right? Yeah. It's so much fun. It's nice because when I first saw it, like I always have that trepidation whenever anyone I watch someone's project for the first time because I always appreciate the like every anyone who makes a film on their own, by the way, automatically Mm -hmm. gets an extra fifty points in my book. Damn, like no matter what the film is, I I automatically like it because you made it and yeah. you did it and you fucking and got out there. That's such a process. That's a process, but that, that, that only takes you up to fifty percent, which is still a failing grade, mm-hmm. right? Sure. So what that'll get from me <clears throat> when you asked me what I thought was, I was like, I, you did a great job, i.e., you did a great job putting the film together. You got out there, you did something. You did a good thing. for you. You did a thing, right? Thank God the film's actually good. Because then I can be like, oh, let's talk about the intricacies yeah. of this. It was really cool. It's a really, from start to finish, the film stands on its own two legs, tells a story, has great character development, mm-hmm. and it's entertaining, and it's fun. Yeah. And that is not easy to do. So we talked about all that yesterday on GOG. Uh, if you didn't watch live, of course, that'll be up on Friday, I believe, early access, mm-hmm. and then we'll post it next week whenever we post that show. Are you talking about the other thing that you guys did last night? Or is that a secret? Uh, oh yeah, well, no, I think it's a secret. We okay. pimped it on GOG. Uh, we did a watch along as well for a Heel Kick, which by the way is out on pre-order on iTunes. So if you guys want to go out there and get that, uh, if you're gonna get it anywhere, get it on iTunes because we're trying to push everyone over to that so that we can get iTunes uh, top 10. Because that'll, be, that'll go a long way for Danny and if that's really, really cool and that's a good platform. Even though I just said I hate getting anything on <laughs> iTunes. This is, you gotta go to this because this yeah. is the one they chose. Not my choice, but this is where we're, this is the tip of the spear, this is where we're focusing our efforts on. So if you guys want to see that, pre-order it right now. I believe it will be available to stream in one week and we have done a watch along for it. Spoilers, watch it first, then watch our watch along. 100%. Yeah. I don't want people giving me shit, Nick, you talked over the whole fucking movie because that's, <laughs> that's what a point. goddamn commentary is. Exactly. And I'm not saying that to anyone specifically except for Kevin. Who gave me shit all day? He's like, he kept shushing me. He's like, Shh. I did it once and it was fucking hilarious. It was funny. <laughs> you did it, no, you did it twice. The first time you, you legit did it and then you were like, oh, that was funny. No, and then you did no, it not at all. I knew the whole time. That's fair. Moments earlier, I was like, oh shit, I can't hear this. Right. So I'm not going to be able to watch this movie. Uh, you know what would be funny is telling Nick to be quiet. He did. And I was like, what? And then we got mad. Uh, today's winner comes from the kind of funny Patreon. Uh, congratulations, Mitch Krasen. You have won Loco Roco 2 Remastered Yay. on PS4. That's great. Loco Roco 2, great game. Great game. Seminal game. Tell me about Loco Roco 2. I'll tell you a, a story about a little game <laughs> called Loco Roco 1 and 2. Okay. Okay. They call it, they call it the one-two punch of the Loco Roco series. Okay. Mm. This mm-hmm. series features a cute little animatronic train called Loco uh-huh. and his friend... Roko, who tags along behind him. They carry each other all around. It's very colorful. You hit, you get some challenges. It's a platformer, but uh-huh. also may or may not be a 3D game. And it also may be a, a like little a 3D a quaint, platformer, a quaint little JRPG. Oh wow! It's a little JRPG. This from is a little innovation. Land, a little land called Japan. How, that, how close did I get? I I don't know even, anything about Loco Roko. <laughs> is it a music game? Not even a little close. Is it a music game? No. Isn't it the game where you're like? I get it confused with Patapong, so I don't know. It's the one where you like walking and around Nino-Kun. and like you just keep collecting crap and you become a big ass ball. No, no, wait, that's not no, Loco. No, you're right. I, it's the one where you're like a ball. It's a platformer, so you got that right. And it was developed by Sony Japan. Isn't it where you're a ball and you're like no kind of floating around fucking eating stuff? No, you're thinking of uh, oh god, what's the one he's thinking of? 
The one where you start small and then you roll around and you get bigger and bigger and bigger. Oh, I don't know. Well, that's what I was thinking at first, but I think it is... Chat, which one is he talking about? Yeah, yeah, you're, you're here. Hold on, hold on. Not Patapong. It's not Patapong. It's like Kata, not Katamari or... Um... Yeah, see, so you're a ball and you're bouncing around oh, places. I thought you were talking about the 3D game where you... They had a series of 3D oh, games yeah, where you no. walked around and just collected trash and Ar became a giant trash yeah. ball. <laughs> Originally, I was talking about that, okay. but once you made me realize the error of my ways, I realized, yes. Did I just actually just... guess that? Did I say Katamari before people in the chat said it? Yeah, you did. Oh, my uh, God. Uh, Apparently, I worked at IGN for a while. <laughs> Some of that shit stuck. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting a little long. that train game, though? Train game? The one Loco that you were describing? No, the one that you were describing. We want to play the game that he just made up. The fun part about that, totally made that up. Well, let's go into the chat, ladies and gentlemen. If you didn't know, we close this show out uh, every day with the old three and three. Well, what's that mean? Well, we're going to take three questions, comments, and concerns uh, from the non-subscribers, the norms, the people who just go about their day every day, just not giving a shit about anything. And then we'll, of course, go to the chosen few, the subscribers, the golden children, the diamonds in the rough, the thunder in my sky, you subscribers. Uh, we'll talk to you guys for a little bit, and then I'm going to pee while Joey reads subscriptions, Yeah, and then we're going to get some lunch. Speaking of Diamond in the Rough, that whole thing you did, I rewatched the Extra Life um, doc that we put out for Patreon people that'll go live for everybody in February, yeah. but I forgot that you had that whole bit in the middle where you were talking about John Drake being the stars in your sky. And he is. He's the, the moon of my stars or whatever the way. John Drake. Like, I feel like he doesn't get enough love or appreciation. He's one of those guys that is... He's a really nice guy, yeah. but he's also very quick-witted. So yeah. he's fun to uh, spar with exactly. verbally. Mm -hmm. And he's smarter than me and more successful than me. So that gives me, like, I want to compete with him. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, let me take, let me like take the fucking like wind out of his sails a little bit. Right. He's also, you know, he's he's married to Andrea, so they're like the power couple. And that's intimidating also. Oh, yeah. They are 100% the are. power couple. They are. So, so there's that whole thing going on. Uh, Ocarina Pro says, Nick... What was the last movie you watched that inspired you? Mm. Every movie inspires movie me. That inspired me. Every movie inspires me. To be honest, uh, the last one I watched was Heel Kick. Yeah, that's what's about. Because to having say. Danny in and talking to him, I mean, if you got like I write all the time. Greg and I wrote an outline for a script that we want to make one day, and t and talking to Danny about it was just it's super fun. It's it's so crazy how much of like that felt like a movie. You know, when I watched that, I was like, oh shit, this guy fucking made a he real made a movie. Fucking movie. And it's, uh, you know. Shout out to Desky Fan that says, Joey, when do you and Chrissy Teigen become best buds over Stardew Valley? Did you see this at all last night? No. Uh, so Chrissy Teigen was tweeting last night. She's a big Switch fan if first you've off, been following first her off, stuff. First off, I have an apology for Chrissy Teigen. Okay. I have to run into this apology. Okay. Uh, I saw her and John Legend mm -hmm. throughout the years mm -hmm. forming their relationship, yeah. having kids, yeah. doing all this stuff, and I gave them a lot of shit. Why? I was like, because I'm not, I was, I just didn't know who she was. Okay. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't like this person attack. who's just, uh, who's just famous for being famous. Mm -hmm. That's what, I, that was my perception of her. Oh Obviously, she started as a model. Yeah. So I came in with a little bit of a jaded perspective mm -hmm. of being like, she just got famous because she's pretty. I'll admit that that's what I thought. Mm -hmm. Then I, I think it was you who said, oh no, you got to start following her on Twitter. Yeah. Because she is fucking hilarious. She's Awesome. And I started, and then I started reading up on her. I was like, Jesus, I fucking totally misjudged this person. She's hilarious. She's hilarious, and then she's also a great cook. She's been doing like a, she has a cookbook, and her Instagram is filled with really good looking. Food. She's just a really fun personality to follow. Yeah, and she's, she's not awesome. afraid to fuck with people on Twitter. No, no, and, I and that's like what that. I love it. I love it. Um, so she, huge Switch fan. She was tweeting about playing Mario. About there was this whole thing where she lost her Switch, and she was so sad about her moon. She had a Switch birthday cake this year. 
Anyways, she was playing Stardew Valley last night and was getting, like, really frustrated with it. And, like, everybody and their mother started tagging me in responses, like, Joey, help her with Stardew Valley. So I was, like, tweeting. I just tweeted at her about different stuff. And, like, Alana got in it and Naomi. And, like, my whole feed was just people, like, trying to help Chrissy Teigen with Stardew Valley. That is amazing. And then this morning I woke up and I got a Twitter notification. It was, like, one of your tweets has been added to a Twitter moment. So they made a Twitter moment out of all of, like, a bunch of the responses. Hell yeah, man. Changing the world. Shaping minds. So, Chrissy, I want to be best friends with Chrissy Teigen on a number of different fronts. One that she's super sassy and I love her. I want to party with Chrissy Teigen. Right? I want to hang out with Chrissy Teigen. Yeah. And I want to tell her that she is an inspiration in my life. Everyone, tell Chrissy Teigen that she should come to San Francisco. And A, come talk about games with us. Because she was also talking about Animal Crossing. And B, come film some cooking stuff with Greg. Because that would be really awesome, too. Should they send some sweet, nasty love to her? Sweet, nasty. Let's not send sweet, sweet, nasty nasty love love to a female. Yeah. Let's keep that for people who know what sweet nasty love is, or for people who will want to surprise with it. Let's not blindside like, Chrissy Teigen. Why do we got to do this? Why do we got to treat people different because or, of gender? No, I think you should just tell it's Chrissy Teigen up. that she should come to San Francisco and do videos with us. Let's go with that. Uh, let's see here, Mr. Soap, Mr. Soapy Nuts says keto diet doesn't <laughs> so, work for my for health reasons. I'd um, love to hear what those health reasons are. Uh, we can talk about that tomorrow. But let me know in the chat right now what you're talking about. Because uh, as far as I know, the keto diet is what a lot of people prescribe for a lot of health problems. So let's see. Man. Oh, uh, Mattman94 says, man, are they really encroaching on Kind of Funny Games Daily's time right now? You know what? Oh, shit. No Andrea, hey, no Rush. explain no something Andrea, no to Greg. you people out there. Okay? What do you mean you people? I will not be rushed. Stop fucking tabbing it, Nick. Okay? <laughs> I will not be bothered. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm going to cut your mic. Give him the one, Kevin. He can't. Our system shit itself and then died. (laughs) Kevin put a bullet and it took it to fucking get fixed. I will say whatever I want to say, but having said that, I do have to pee. Let's go into sub-only mode right now. Perfect. (laughs) That works too. Guys, I'm super excited. I just figured out how to fucking use this thing. Uh, Melty Drail asks uh, a very seminal question that we have not addressed this year yet. Is The Departed a good movie? Now you guys know the joke that I crammed into the ground all last year is that I am the keeper of many things. One, whether or not Blade Runner 2049 is a good movie. We saw that. It is on my top ten list by far. Is it on your top five? Probably. Okay. Two, whether or not The Departed is a good movie. We've all come to the consensus that no, it's not. Three, we keep open. We did not all come to the consensus. Three, we keep open. Just for fun. Four, for baby Jesus. And five, today, is uh, have I had too much coffee? Answer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How many coffees did you have? Well, this I had morning? two of these bad boys and uh, one and a half of these, and oh. boy, do I have to pee right now. Woo. Boy, it's hurt. Let's Nick, take a couple questions coffee. from the chosen few. JP Scowl says, Nick, why are you stopping? Your boss, Andrea Renee, isn't here. It's true, but you kind of just feel her presence. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want her to text me or why get wind of this. <laughs> you know? I would love if all of a sudden we got a text or a call from Andrea, like, wrap it up. Oh, my God. So that would terrify me. Um, Mr. Yasman says, Joey, does Andrea remind you of Frankie from Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends? I don't know what that is. Really? No. Oh, it's a great show. Toby Blue 277 great says, show. if you could be another KF member for one day, who would it be? Unequivocally, Kevin. Oh, man. If I could live in Kevin's skin and see the world through his eyes for one day. Because I have to imagine it's like this. I go through my life, and this yeah. is going to sound crazy to you. Okay. But I go through my life feeling that I need to constrain myself a little bit here and there. Okay. Feeling that I have to balance things out, prioritize things out, and just keep an even, steady stream going. Okay. Jumping into Kevin must be like what it's like to do like DMT, 
right? Like a, a heavily hallucinogenic <laughs> drug that just opens everything up and all of a sudden like sky's yeah, the limit as far as possibilities. You can see sounds. Like for instance, I subscribe to the notion uh, and maybe it makes me a little straight edge, maybe it makes me a little bit of an L7 square, uh, that your car should have good brakes. Kevin, not confined by that I reality. I fixed the brakes. It was Kevin, only for, not like, confined. Cool, for like two laughing. years. Two years. Not Kevin also likes that. to park in bushes. To be fair, I've parked in that bush, <laughs> but I had anxiety about it all day. I thought maybe it's scratching my car up. If I was going to be somebody kind of funny, I want to be cool Greg. I, but I want to be I want to be cool Greg in the sense that like I just want to exist in his consciousness so I can cool see the thought process. Yeah. Go down to Market Street, experience He's, the night as cool I did, Greg. I did. I did. Totally into that. Last night I took Cool Greg to an open mic. Couple open uh-huh. mics. We hung out. He started getting a little. He had a couple drinks. Two things happen. One, I look over the signing list. Have no idea how this happened. Look over the signing list. My name's tagged on it. <laughs> He tagged Nick in big, bold letters. And the guy with the list was like, my buddy Travis that was running the mic was like, what the fuck happened to this? And Cool Greg's like, like, and then we were were doing what was probably the most rude thing you could possibly do in an open mic. We were not paying attention to the comedian because we had been sitting around for fucking ever because it started way late. And as she was going, Cool Greg thought he was whispering better tags for the jokes, but he was in fact screaming them to me. So as the people on stage would be like, yada, yada, yada. And then my dad said, how could you? Cool Greg was like, Hey, yo, Nick, that joke was stupid. Here's a funnier way to say that joke. Was he right? Yeah, he was 100% right. That's really uh, cool. And I knew that, and the comedians on stage knew that because well, he was Maybe very verbal Maybe they learned a valuable it. lesson. Hey, you know what? Get, uh, you know, you got to get out there. You got to try. You yeah, miss 100% of the shots, you don't take. Uh, let's take one more, and then we'll take out Peanut0423. says, Cool Greg should go around town and tag multiple landmarks with Nick Scarpino. Please don't do that. <laughs> Please don't do that. Don't do that on my behalf. I don't like that. I will not like that. Uh, to the extreme okay. says, Kevin is simply unstoppable. It's very true. We've tried. Oh, he cannot gosh. be stopped. He is like the juggernaut. It's terrifying. All right. Joey? Yes. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks. I it's always love hosting this show with you. We have to make Agreed. this like a mainstay. You have to you. do Wednesdays now from now on. Okay. I want you and Andy on the show more. Okay. I get enough of Tim and Greg. I get enough of them. They're just, yeah, they're a lot. Then they're on right. Games Daily. It's, you know what I mean? It's like, can you be on another fucking show? Oh, I like to make content. <laughs> I like to be on Nick's show because you don't have to plan anything or be, you know, or actually have to care. Uh, gents and ladies out there, thanks so much for joining us. This has been another successful kind of funny morning show. My name is Nick Scarpino. Go over there on the Instagram, follow me, Nick underscore Scarpino, or on Twitter if you're not, Nick underscore Scarpino. Uh, sometimes I say some fun stuff and I tweet about cool things that I do and how much I fail on a nightly basis. So maybe if that kind of thing inspires you, you can watch that or you can just make fun of me. Either way, I love you very yeah. much. Joey, thank you so much. We'll get thank lunch you. in a second. Stick around. Joey's going to read subscribers while I pee yeah. and then Kind of Funny Games Daily is going to hit you right in the fucking head uh, with Gary Witta and Tim in about five minutes. Kevin, cut the feed.